What's up, folks? You are tuned into the Failing Frequency. I am Ethan. And I'm Mike. And we like talking about Star Trek. Yeah. We got some news for you from unsettling reproductions of some classic Star Trek uh, icons. <laughs> Literal gift from the gods of tits and wine. Yeah. To a harbinger of, of things to come. Oh, menacing. Yes. Uh, and then we're going to get into the most recent episode of Star Trek Prodigy, which was called... Oh, man, I remembered the name of the episode last week. Masquerade was this episode. Masquerade. I know. I knew it had a Q in it. Yeah. Not actual uh, Q, but it had... No. It yeah. Had, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but before we get into any of that, how you doing, Mike? I'm good, I'm good. I am, um, again, it's another week of me trying not to um, fall asleep. I- I've done 45 hours worth this week so far, and it's a Thursday evening, so I'm I'm slightly giddy. Um, mm. But yeah, living the dream. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm good, good. I know I know the feeling, you know, like, you know, when you're tired, but like, like, to stay awake, your body's like consuming chunks yeah. of your brain. Yeah. And and it, and it leaves you kind of silly. Yeah. I was yeah. forgetting words all today. I was like, what's that thing? That thing that we use? And, you know, something that I've said for the last 10 years and just not remembered it. Just, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Brain dead. I know. Yeah. I know that feeling. I work mm-hmm. in a Japanese restaurant and the other day the, the word teriyaki just wasn't there. Yeah. Just wasn't there. No. It's cruel, um, the brain. It's cruel. Just when you yeah. need words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into the news, uh, well, before we get into the uh, Star Trek-related news, mm-hmm. um, just want to take a moment to talk about um, some recent events that happened over in the United States, home mm-hmm. of all the best and worst things in the world. Um, on Saturday, 19th of November, a... Dickhead, yep. asshole, piece of shit, um, took it upon himself to go into a gay bar in Colorado by the name of Club Q um, and opened fire uh, into a crowd of people, killing six and wounding like 20, uh, mm. over 20 others. Yeah. Um, it's fucked. It is. Um, it's not, you know, it's not It's not the first time we've heard a story like this coming out of the States. Every week. Uh, mm, you know, not yeah, necessarily so, targeted like this one was, but every week there's a shooting, isn't there? So. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, do, you bring up a good point there. This was a targeted shooting. This was an attack on the queer community. Mm. Um, I guess I just wanted to... And Take if a moment wants to know why there's the interview with the the shooter's dad, and it is, you know, disgusting. What a piece of shit! Yeah, so so relieved, so visibly relieved that his son wasn't gay. That he was only shooting up a gay bar. He wasn't there for himself. Honestly, what a piece of shit! This is the this is the problem. There is a there is a there is a sickness hmm. 
um, in the world, but like in America, it really seems to be like prevalent. Um, and it is a sickness characterized by intolerance and xenophobia, you know, despite interracial marriage being legal for 60 odd years, uh, despite gay marriage being legal for something like seven years, um, in the, in the past few weeks, members of the Senate, um, voted against codifying interracial marriage and uh, gay marriage. Disgusting. Or has how they should be called marriage. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while those while those institutions are still around, there is nothing stopping the federal government from taking that right away. Yeah. Um, despite trans athletes being able to compete in the Olympics for 20-odd years, um, young members of the trans community are excluded from certain activities. They're told that they don't belong. Um, and these, these are all forms of oppression. Um, to quote the most recent finale of Star Wars Andor, uh, oppression is a mask for fear. There is a very large, very loud portion of the population over in the United States that are terrified of progress. They are afraid that equality for others somehow takes something away from them. Mm. Um, But that fear is... It's it's a child's fear. Mm. It's it's the kind of thing that a child is afraid of. Um, I want what they've got. Oh, they want yeah. what I've got. It's 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 a it's a it's a sign of a of a total lack of maturity mm. um, on, on a very large group of people. But if there's if there's one thing I know about queer folks, it's that you know just by virtue of being who they are. These are, you know, young gay kids, queer kids. They are, they are forced to mature at, mm. at a steeper rate than, than most other people. And yeah. that's the only way that you can kind of, you know, fight back without, you know, actual fighting, you know, in the, in, in the face of oppression, in the face of fear, is to show a brave face. Um, and it's, you know, to, to grow past them. Someone is giving you shit. You need to tell that motherfucker to grow the fuck up. Mm. And I think we'll get on to very similar messaging because Trek has always had, um, very left-wing views, hasn't it? Um, I think we'll get on to similar messaging when we talk about the episode, uh, Mm -hmm. later on. Absolutely. In the, this evening. Yeah. Um, yeah. these, these people, they don't, they don't want that. They don't want the message that Star Trek, um, portrays the, the mm. idea of infinite diversity and infinite combinations. It, it, it's the kind of thing that, that scares them because it's not what they know. Yeah. Um, and a, a sentiment that, that Mike is, 
is quite fond of of saying, you know. Um, you've said this a few times, which is if if you don't agree with that message, bye. Oh yeah, bye. Yeah. There, there are there are plenty of other. Unfortunately, there are plenty of other videos on on YouTube and plenty of other podcasts that have. Oh, Trek is Trek's ruining Trek by being woke. Um, you know, I'm sure those spaces would love a member like yourself. We wouldn't. Um, yep. So goodbye. So long. Um, farewell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's that's it. Super yeah. sad shit, man. Um, yeah. But let's let's get away from the sad stuff. Um. And let's go back let's, to a let's better be happy. Yeah, let's well let's track. be happy. We have to be happy, Mike. We have to be happy, Mike, because it's Christmas, Mike. It's the Christmas season, Mike. It's and we all have to be happy season. for Christmas. We have to be happy for Christmas because there's the Christmas music playing in the supermarkets now. And the children will be there. And we all have to be we all have to smile for the children, Mike. <laughs> Because it's fucking Christmas. If Christmas is your thing, yeah, then Star Trek's got you covered. Good old Paramount Plus. Good old Paramount Plus. Good old they've, Paramount they've, Plus. That service that keeps on giving. Um, oh, they certainly do keep giving us something. They have put yeah. together a little playlist of mm. some Christmas-themed episodes of Star Trek. Now, Christmas isn't really. Wait, a was thing it in Christmas themed? I thought it was um, Thanksgiving well, theme. They put hol- up holiday. Well, that that's no, holidays. that's no. You're right there. It's holiday themed. Holiday themed yeah. because you know it's American and it's all about the holidays. You know, from yeah. Thanksgiving through Christmas. It's Thanksgiving today, I believe. Yep, Thanksgiving today. So oh, yeah, I think. So you know, happy um, thanks to fucking, you, Americans. You know, yeah, happy day of colonial aggression. Oh, no, that's yeah. Independence Day. No, uh, what, what, what are we supposed to call Thanksgiving now? It, oh, fuck um, Christopher Columbus Day. Fuck Christopher Columbus Day, or fuck Christopher it, Columbus um, Day. Native, um, in, indigenous, indigenous, indigenous people's day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. Um, but so have you? Have you seen what episodes they've put up for this? I haven't. Um, so, Have they put up the one actual Thanksgiving episode? Well, of well, so so in TOS we have Ch- so for for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. we have Charlie X. Yeah, that's the Thanksgiving one, I think. Kirk mentions Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving turkeys or whatever. He mentions it. See, this is the yeah. thing. Like, like, like Christian holidays aren't really a thing in Star Trek, are they? No, weddings. Well, like, are. We don't. We, very, we have weddings. weddings People talk about things, but we never get like a, a themed, you know, Star Trek's secular as fuck. So, you know, they don't, they yeah. tend not to celebrate like holidays. Um, um, especially holidays that were appropriated by the church from native pagan populations. Um, yeah, I'm thinking generations and mm, Voyager. So, so, uh, so. So we've got so I'll I'll okay, yeah. so I'll go read through, you through so the we've got the got. Thanksgiving episode is is Charlie X. Mm-hmm. Then for then we've got three Christmas episodes and one New Year's episode. So for Christmas we have Dagger of the Mind TOS episode. It's uh, okay. Mad Scientist yeah. one. Um, Devil's Due 
Hail Ardra. Okay, um, yeah. What? <laughs> and and Tapestry. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna show you why. So we've got Dagger of the Mind, the TOS episode, because um because uh someone mentions Christmas. They mention a Christmas party. There's the um the okay. science officer, you know, uh Kirk runs into her at the transporter and he's like, Oh, oh, oh. did he hooked up at the Christmas party? They hooked up at yeah. the Christmas party. Mm. Hey, That's we've all it. been there. We've yeah. all been there, man. Uh, then we've got Devil's Due uh, because it begins with Data um, on the holodeck doing doing a scene from a Christmas Carol. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, and similar vein to a Christmas Carol is why we've got Tapestry, um, Christmas Carol. It's a Wonderful Life. That whole yeah. that whole thing. Mm. And, you know, giving thanks for where you are and what, what has happened to you, I suppose, you know. So um, was that it for the Christmas? Uh, so that's the, it uh, for Christmas. And then for New Year's, we have 1159, the, the Voyager episode. Where it's uh, not actual Janeway, it's her no, ancestor? It's her ancestor. Okay. Yeah, uh, I get that. Yeah. That's the Millennium episode, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. but of but like we don't get like the one like you say the two times we have actually visibly seen Christmas in Star Trek. Yeah, which is in the Voyager episode Death Wish, where yeah. the USS Quid. Voyager, yeah, Quid, where they literally turned into a Christmas ornament on a Christmas tree. Yeah. Like the um, Christmas ornament you can buy where it is Spock dying. <laughs> Great Christmas <laughs> ornaments uh, up here now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and also um, due to distribution rights, Star Trek Generations is over on HBO Max. Of course, That's why we're not yeah. getting we're not getting. Congratulations, Paramount. Yeah. So uh, the the actual scene that takes place in on Christmas. Yeah, on weird Victorian Christmas. But yeah, so uh, what do you think of that little playlist? What do you think of that Christmas playlist? It's very heavily TOS-weighted, I would say. You know, the, mm. there's... Well, it's TNG more than, more than anything. We've got two TNG episodes. Well, actually, yeah, we've got even split yeah. of TNG and TOS and the 100% wrong episode of Voyager to have chosen. I No, I know why they've done it, because it was... Um, the countdown to the Millennium episode, mm. wasn't it? Which was still yeah. a far off thing whenever that episode came out, it's like nineteen ninety five ish. So it was, it was. Uh, I don't know. It's it's Christmassy in some regards, or New Year'sy in some regards. I don't know what other episode, you know, other than Death Wish, what I would pick from Voyager, but nothing DS Nine again, nothing Enterprise. Um, well, you know, and for trying to push the new shows, nothing from the new shows either. Nope. Uh, so all in all, I would say, you know, as you know, we we are a couple of guys where we, you know we have playlists, we have Star Trek playlists. Yeah, we did a Halloween playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we will do a Christmas pl- playlist this year, just because like. Paramount Plus have done one, and if we copy them, what does that say about us? Yeah, 
that we, we've just discussed our Christmas playlist, you know. <laughs> yeah, we go. just did it. Yeah, do yeah. that. Do watch these this shit and and watch Generations and Death Wish as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I, I feel thoroughly underwhelmed by this playlist. Yeah, it's not great, is it? And I suppose you're going to find that because of how secular, uh, you know, or you know how it avoids all the uh, secular stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. But really, uh, you could do a load for Thanksgiving. Mm. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, I feel like, you know, talking about secular holidays, um, 11.59, doesn't doesn't that have introduced, like, Ancestors Day or something? The Star Trek equivalent to Life Day? Yeah. That's uh, the very flimsy, very, you know, the, the tissue paper plot that gets you into the past, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, imagine if we had like a Star Trek holiday special. Yeah. Like Klingons, they're all talking in Klingon, watching weird VR porn, listening to Jefferson Starship. I'm surprised they didn't do one for TAS. Mm, um, Could have done. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I always, I always thought it was funny that they didn't. Yeah, that would have yeah. been like a because you know it's aimed towards kids, aimed towards the younger gen. So, could have, could have, should have, would have. Yeah. But mm. anyway, I fucking hate Christmas. It's too close. My birthday's too close to Christmas. And as I've grown older, my birthday has become more and more like shit. Because everyone's, because no, because everyone's got to work at Christmas. And everyone's mm. got kids now. So no one can go and get shit faced like two weeks before Christmas because they've got a family. Oh. Um, I'm not spiteful. Fuck you. Anyway, um, if you are like me and you fucking hate Christmas too because it's fake bullshit, mm. well, maybe this year you can drown your sorrows with a bottle of authentic, genuinely licensed Romulan ale. Yeah. I'm so excited about this, Mike. Have you seen it? I have, I have. I've seen the bottles. It's made by so, the same company that do the um, wine, isn't it? And yeah. And all the so, um, canard stuff. Yeah. So we've got two bottles of blue. Uh, we've got a vodka and we've got a whiskey. Hmm. Um, the vodka, it's just, it's, you know, vodka's fucking vodka. You can, you can. Yeah. It's whatever. Get out of um, the price but, vodka. It's pretty much the same. Yeah, it's totally fine. Um, but the uh, the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Ooh, now I'm excited about this whiskey because the whiskey is blue, Mike. Presumably, they've just not aged the whiskey so that it it mm-hmm. would remain clear and then they've yeah. introduced some sort of colorants into it. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I just want to read to you this. So nice some of artificial this flavoring. Um, or artificial colours just dropped into your whiskey. Yeah. You know, uh, about presumably. all keeping whiskey pure and, you know, having those rock ice rather than ice so you don't dilute it. And they've just gone like, blue, you know, uh, <laughs> that, that's fine. Well, we've got, a, we've got a, a note on the rye whiskey and it is rye mm-hmm. whiskey, which is, you know. Okay, yeah. It's, hard, it's, it's, it's harder to mess up. Mm. Um, the rye whiskey used in Romulan Ale Rye was designed from start to finish to be exceptional. Its roots are deep in history and technology. We started with an ultra-premium rye whiskey. 
Uh, a mash bill of 95% rye and 5% malted barley, which gives it a sweetness and flavor complexity after aging in newly charred white oak barrels. Next, we utilized a 150-year-old yeast strain. After aging it for two more years, just across the Ohio River from Kentucky, it was ready for bottling. But we took it a step further and with second distilling process, created an ultra-smooth finish, even at a very high bottle proof. Doesn't it just sound good? They didn't, tr- they didn't write any copy for the fucking vodka. No. <laughs> They're like, vodka, it's vodka, you know. It's vodka, just drink it. Yeah. But like the, we made yeah, it in so a toilet, like, like all vodka is made. Um, we had it at a reasonably high proof, like all vodka is made, and then we watered it down, like all vodka is made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty much what you can say about vodka, isn't it? Yeah, they've they've opted for a what is it? We've got uh, it was ready for, but we took it a step further with second. Blah 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 blah. We opted for a rare and technologically advanced vacuum distillation process. Distillation under a vacuum creates lower temperatures, enhancing both flavor and aromatics. Say. I don't know enough about the production of whiskey, but by by you know a random guess, I would say that is um, fifty more than fifty percent of whiskeys are made in that way. Um, it's Be- likely because it's the same as the wine stuff, where they just get some cheap wine or reasonably cheap wine, throw it in a Picard bottle, and then sell it for um, you know eighty dollars and yep. go profit. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know much. I know some about about whiskey production. I've, I've done the whiskey tour in Edinburgh mm-hmm. twice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet that this is all just like basic shit that's just worded. It's, it's verbose to yeah. cover up the fact that it's, it's just fucking whiskey and blue curacao. Mm. But and, I'm excited. Pricing wise, it was um, seventy five dollars for the. Uh, vodka, eighty-five for the whiskey. So hey, that's would not you too pay bad. Eighty-five. I, I, I was saying, like, um, compared to the wine, where you can get a bottle of wine for twelve pound, and it's a a good bottle of wine, and they were selling it for eighty pound or eighty dollars. A whiskey for eighty, I don't think is that bad. You're right. No. Yeah. Um, like with you know an eighty an eighty dollar bottle of whiskey is either a good bottle of whiskey or it's the kind of whiskey that you can have a conversation about which is mm. this you yeah. know it's blue it comes in a bottle with romulan script on it comes with a little spirit measure um you can use a there's a discount code um from trekmovie.com you can use trekmovie 5 use that get some money off i don't care about trekmovie getting any anything from it but i do like yeah. people getting discounts Hmm. Um. So yeah, excited about that. Get me that for Christmas, Mum. <sighs> Thank God, I thought you were going to say Mike. No, <laughs> be like, mm. get me Mum to do it. Okay, good. Well, if booze isn't your thing, if you've been put off drinking blue drinks by drinking too many blue drinks, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you could ask Santa to send you one of Exo Six's new. Star Trek action figures. Now we got we got 
we got some previews a little while ago. We got we got we got mm-hmm. to see like a Lacutus coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, a Mira Sulu. Ganon, yeah, yeah, Guinan, uh, and now XO Six are adding Shran Krug and Quark cool. to the lineup. Uh, and they nice. do look fantastic. And if you go over to XO Six, XO Six dot com, or the website Entertainment Earth, where you can order uh, the pre-orders, uh, we've also got a Tuvok come in. We've got a Chicote. We've got Seven of Nine. We've got a nice Archer come in. And for two hundred dollars, two hundred and twenty for the Seven of Nine. Man, it does look, it does look, they do look great, but $200. Yeah. $200 for an action figure, bro. I mean, 200 is a lot of money. Yeah. To spend for a small doll. Um, yeah. Kind of like, like, nah. like, remember the fucking, <laughs> yeah, nah, just nah. Remember the Nerf guns? $120 for a fucking Nerf gun? Yeah. Honestly, if the, you... This is the trouble. I think that there's a wider issue, and it's it's Trek more than Star Wars, but Star Wars is, is franchised, you know, or toyed out to the max as well. Where mm. toys initially were, you know, supposed to be for kids, and they've realized that, you know, collectors will pay money, and they don't have to make as many, so they can get nicer margins and just not make anything for kids. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, not just... how a franchise will live on just being like, oh, we need these um, people who make their own money, you know, these 40-year-olds willing to spend $220 for a little seven and nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, $250 for a Duplo bird of prey. Yeah, that that's wow. the most egregious where it's like clearly a kid's, it's a kid-oriented yeah. toy. Yeah. Same it's, as the Nerf. It... Yeah, Duplo is Lego for children who can't grab small objects yet. Yeah. Um, and the adverts have... It's just all adults looking yeah. at this child's toy. Yeah. And these action figures, they've got so many points of articulation and, and different heads. Remember the Riker with the fucking shit-eating mm. grin? Yeah. Uh, like, but, but, like, are any of these going to get used? No. Yeah. At best, I tell you what, they'll be at best in usage. They'll sit in the background of people's YouTube videos. <laughs> um, you know, the, the people who have shelves. Like, what, yeah. what, like my, what, like my Star Trek stamp collection? Yeah, we're at a different level where we've both got the stamp collection somewhere. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was like £5 or something like that rather than 220 <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> like, Jesus yeah. Christ. That was a gift from members of the working class. Like yeah. you can tell because it's it's it was cheap, it's cool, and it's functional. Yes, yeah. I mean, if if I if I ever sent a letter, like, no. That and I don't uh, think yeah. at the end of this year they'd go out with dates anyway because all all stamps need QR codes or something like that. So I'll I'll, I'll t- things turn into one hundred percent collectors' items then. Cool. Yeah, if you if you have a loved one who's maybe dropping hints that they they want this, 
mm. in in their stocking this year. Much like the Nerf guns, don't indulge them. No, and consider separating <laughs> your finances anyway, because yeah, you absolutely. don't want to come home and then there's like 20 dolls staring at you yeah. and yeah. something you can't eat. And you start doing the maths. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. If 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 your loved one wants the wants to spend this kind of money on mm. this hunk of plastic, you, they can do it out of their own funds. They don't yeah. need you to do it for them. Mm. Um. So hey, remember Star Trek Discovery? Oh, so, production has officially wrapped on season mm-hmm. five of Star Trek Discovery. Fausto Tejeda tweeted, "It's a wrap." That about does it for season five of Star Trek Discovery. It was a wild, productive, and innovative journey over this past year. Thank you, team, for your amazing energy, skill, and dedication. Hashtags aplenty. Yeah. Uh, we got yeah. some cool pictures of, like, crew. Mm. Um, not so much cast. Uh, but, yeah, that's a rap. Yeah, that's Anthony rap. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy that they've that they've they've wrapped the season so so far uh, like ahead. Usually they they wrap the season with like two weeks to spare before the season yeah. ends. They're still like, doing it. <laughs> yeah, they're still the last still, episode. You know, they have to do live. <laughs> yeah, the fir- the first season they they were straight up filming like the second half of it when the first half aired. Yeah, I think um, it's weird because with stuff with the volume. Which track it like Discovery is is using and used fairly heavily last year. More of the work should be up front, and there should be less end results, computer graphic-y, remove a backgroundy stuff work. Mm. But it seems like that even though very they technical terms there. Work, that's 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 yeah. what they that's what we called it when I studied film at yeah. university. Okay, they they don't have to rotoscope characters out of green screen to put. No, them no, no. You said it right the first time. <laughs> yeah, you said it right the first time. Yeah, but it, you know, and you have to build those assets to put in Unreal for the uh, virtual environment that they're standing in. So you'd think it would be a lot of work up front, but they seem to be breezing through the upfront work. You know, yeah, relatively well, like, quickly. Well, yeah. If you know, you don't have to wait for the. You know, you don't have to wait for the footage to scrub through. You know, mm. before you start working on the on the models and the and the backgrounds and the environments and stuff. Yeah. You know, you can start working on that shit the second they decide to put it in the script, effectively. Yeah. And yeah. say, here's, here's what it's going to be, and like, we don't need to, you know, we don't mm. need to stick a human into this picture or, or build a picture around them. We can just yeah. make the picture and get the human. To stand in front of it. Mm. Piece of piss. Simple stuff. Why don't they do Simple it more shit. often? It, Simple shit. We make it, it just sound took... so easy. <laughs> I know, but that's because that's because we're leaving out the like you know hundred odd years of of um, you know rear projection technology and development yeah. that's got into it. And the hundreds of hours of man work that goes to oh, can you just make me Vulcan so we can shoot on Vulcan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, hand waved away. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it, it's good, and I I look forward to it. Um, you know, I I always think the best of a show. I I didn't particularly last like last season of Disco, um, but I, I look forward to it, this one. Um, but yeah, that's it for the news, man. Uh, uh, well, there's before. Oh, 
as Actually, we're moving towards the um, prodigy, there was the news of the leak, which we're not going to really address. Um, so, Nickelodeon Croatia. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. Nickelodeon is a is a thing in Croatia. Um, has decided to release Prodigy this week's episode, next week episode, and the week after this week, and they're releasing the last two next week. Um, are we going to discuss them? No. No. Is that in part because we couldn't get hold of them? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, 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 we looked. Um, we looked. We looked. We, can't find we, them. we did both look. We were wondering yeah. if we could pre-tape some of this. Um, but uh, you know, be aware if you're on the um, boards that there will be spoilers flying around. Yeah, there's spoilers out there. There's an entire country, a country by the name of Croatia, who are free, mm. who are by rights, rightfully, freely discussing everything that they have been allowed to watch. Yeah. Um, but as we all know, the internet exists globally, so mm. be careful. Yep, and there's always one person who who derives pleasure from spoiling something for someone else, isn't there? Bastards, yeah. we call them, yep. really. Yeah, utter bastards. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Classic, um, classic fucking, like, like yeah. when you say it was Nickelodeon that did it, Yeah, I was like, I, I, like, clearly someone from Paramount Plus was covering for someone in Nickelodeon. Because mm. didn't this happen with Strange New Worlds here in the UK? No, what, what Strange New Worlds did is they'd fucked up, um, unsurprisingly, on Paramount. Paramount Plus released here when Strange New Worlds was already half a season in. And they they put up episode one and two. And then season uh, episode seven came out in the US and they just decided to put episode seven up in the UK at the same time. So you'd have episode one, two and seven um, on yep. the platform. Yep. Um, which, you know, it, it's their own fault. You know, it's their own time they're wasting by deciding to do um, country rollouts as they do country No, rollouts. it's not. It's an entire country of, of fucking Trekkies time that they're wasting because, like, they know for a fact that we've already watched it. Yeah. And they could, like, by... They showed that they could have given it to us at the time, but they decided not to. They weren't just wasting their own time. They were wasting everyone else's. Yeah. Us having to find it, you know, extra uh, legally, let's say, is is a real pain compared to just putting it up on a platform that, at the time, I was buying. Um, so, yeah, what can we say? But should, um, we, should we talk about the actual fucking episode? Oh, actually, no. I forgot. There was one more piece of news that I wanted yep. to mention that I forgot to list. And it was... I mentioned it to you. I rec- I love a Star Trek spoof. I love a Star Trek parody. Mm-hmm. And I recently discovered the Star Trek parody created by the, the folks over at It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's called Boldly Going Nowhere. They made it in, like, 2011. Hmm. And I, I watched it. They, they put it up on YouTube a couple of months ago. And I honestly, it's so funny. Mm. I thought it's so funny. As funny as some of the less funny episodes of Avenue 5. But there were a couple of like standout gags. You said you'd seen it. Have you watched the full episode? I have, but I watched it years ago because there were ways to get it 
extra legally years ago. Yeah. Um, because, as you say, it was filmed 09, 010, uh, well... I think 2000, 2000. yeah, something like that. So, some, around then, anyway. Um, but, like, the stuff with Caitlin Olsen and stuff like that, I, I just thought was not particularly funny at all. Um, so I, I'm like, always Sunny's way up here, and then um, that that's down here. Right, so, like, it, uh, so the, there's a couple of jokes, like the you know, a lot of the stuff to do with Caitlin Olsen and stuff. Mm. All jokes that are executed much better in, in like, Avenue 5. Avenue yeah. 5 is one of my favourite shows at the minute. So funny. I promise I will get round to it. I haven't watched any um, so far. I know the but yeah, premise, but I haven't watched it. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Um, but, you know, you know, I often talk about, like, you know, I like a little window into the multiverse. I like mm-hmm. I like seeing something that could have been. This is an interesting little uh, little little window into something that could have been. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they made it in two thousand nine. I'm just looking on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Um, Howerton revealed that the pilot was being rewritten with Seinfeld writer Larry Charles. So not Larry David, but the beardy guy. What's the deal with all these warp engines? Sort of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so, like, he was going to uh, rewrite the pilot. Uh, the Wikipedia page says, uh, to include more science fiction elements like aliens and world, be- world building for future episodes. Um, mm. The series underwent sporadic development over the next several years, but no further filming was done. But, yeah, if, you know, for fans of Star Trek and fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, yeah. it's there. And it's fun. It's got Artemis and Cricket. Mm. It's got cameos by all the. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia crew. Yeah, um, I do think it's interesting to watch. You know, e- even if I wasn't overjoyed with it or didn't think it was fantastic, I, I think it's an interesting watch. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, yeah, I, I fucking howled laughing. There's the scene where where the security chief. Takes the they've they've got a lieutenant played by Glenn Howerton inspecting mm. the ship, and the security chief. You know he's basically like you know what else do you contribute to the to the running of the ship, and then we cut away to the to another scene. And then we cut back to him just like doing like a a, a bodybuilder exposition where he's just like yeah. He's all the- you have no idea what's going on aboard this ship. You want the truth. I'll show you the truest thing your eyes have ever seen. Lights! you've finished watching Star Trek Prodigy with the kids send them to bed um, and and watch Boldly Going Nowhere yeah but should we talk about this week's Prodigy Um, season 1 episode 15 uh, Masquerade Mm Hmm. what did you think of the episode I thought it was thoroughly enjoyable obviously no spoilers yeah no spoilers um, but yeah, 
it was fun. We got some uh, we got some cool Romulan stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Romulans. Um, I like this Romulan. She the 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 like the leader of the Romulan squad. Yeah. Oh no, we did get more O'Connor. We did. We, we did. Still got. We've still got O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Uh, O'Connor. O'Connor. He's um, Irish, don't you know? He's how you. I mean, it's again. It's a. It's a hard episode to talk about without getting into spoilers. Yeah. But in general, you know, kids learning lessons as they go. Hmm. Yeah. It. It's. Um. There were parts in this, or one or two parts, that were very edutainmenty. Um. I thought. Um. I think it moves a lot of the overall mysteries or the the plot of. Um, the series on, um, yeah, we do get some revel. We do get some rather intense revelations. Yeah, intense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As for the actual, you know, the coheres- cohesiveness of the story itself, I think it was you know fine rather than good. I think everything else was good, um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. so some of it graphically, like the there was a bit where. Um, Again, it's not spoilers, but the the Romulan uh, commander or whatever gets knocked down, and the camera zooms towards their face, and it looks like it's it's from a, a better graphically, somewhat better graphically, but the camera movement is straight out of like the animated Beast Wars. Do you remember that from back in the day? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I hard I, like hard zooms. Yeah, yeah. It, yep. it's yeah. I I don't think it's like the best. Not, I, I don't know whether you call it direction when it's um, animated like this, but it, I don't think it's the best shooting. Or there, there were there were parts of some of the animation this week that kind of like sometimes the show like, and I think it's a sign of good animation where it kind of sometimes looks a bit like stop motion. Yeah, you know, it kind of mm-hmm. like in parts almost looks like there's one highly or two times sophisticated where the... models. Where they're walking and it looks like the the walk model isn't quite right, and I'm like, because mm. unfortunately I, I did manage to get to watch this twice. And it's like, ugh, you know, it's not a hundred percent there. You know how Clone Wars it's it's pretty indistinguishable. You see someone walking and you go like, oh, they're just walking. This it's mm. like as you say, stop motion where you get the kind of like it's not hundred percent natural movement. Mm. Mm. I don't mind it. I I think it's stylistic. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Mm. Um. But do we want me to do the the episode rundown and then we can do spoilers? Hell yeah! And I'll warn you that it is. I I think it's slightly longer today because it it's a bit of an all over the episode, all over the place episode, really. Kind of. So the prodigy is hiding in the neutral zone as the crew look to uh, look for somewhere to repair the ship. O'Connor takes them to Nobella, Noblia, um, a sketchy planet. Jacob and Zero stay on the ship to do repairs while the rest of the crew head and O'Connor head down to the planet to explore. O'Connor takes them to a geneticist to explain he lost her cargo, but the geneticist is more interested in Dal because he's a, because of his strange origin. Uh, telling him he's an augment of human and 26 other races um, built by Arik Soon's protégés. 
Um, she offers him a chip to activate his dormant DNA and make him better. Um, because uh, And because he's sad thinking he's a failed experiment, he takes it. Uh, the Romulans have come to the same planet and apprehend the Protostar crew and O'Connor runs away. Dal maximizes his chip, kung fu's the Romulans to death using his Klingon genes, um, but maximizing the chip is making him rapidly mutate. Uh, Vice Admiral Janeway has spoken to Jellico and has been told not to go into the neutral zone for the Protosar, but to destroy it if the Romulans get it. Um, she sees the Romulans trying to up apprehend the Protostar crew again and fires a torpedo at, at it to destroy it. Um, but Murph kung fu's the Romulans again um, and Janeway diverts the torpedoes at the last second. Back of the Protostar, the chip is extracted from Dell and Murph is made into the new security officer. Um, and on the Dauntless, um, dun, dun, dun. Accenture is a spy of the same species as the Diviner, um, sent back in time as well to get the ship, and she's uh, smuggled Dreadnought onto the Dauntless. Dun dun dun! Crazy shit! Crazy shit! Reveals. Crazy Reveals. shit! Okay. Um, what what do what do we talk? Should we talk about? Let's do the the biggest reveal first, I suppose, which is Essentia. Um, yeah. The, the um, fancy booted, fancy gloved um, ensign on the USS Dauntless mm -hmm. uh, is a diviner or diviner species, which I've forgotten the name from instantly. Uh, it's, it's, it's like Vatnot or something like that. Va, 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 ma, 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 ma. Uh, yeah, crazy shit. Hmm. So, so the diviner was not the only one sent back. Yeah. What do I'm, you think they did? I'm did they glad send, that like... um, she had the things on her head because initially I was like, "Oh, it's older Gwen." Like, <laughs> yeah. older Gwen got sent back as well. I'm like, no, of course not. Sure. Looks too uh, too similar character model for me. I'm that stupid. Do, do we think there's more? Is there more? Well, apparently they could be fucking spies everywhere. They're, they're, they're changelings or their ability to change shape into, uh, you know, different species forms. So, and, yeah. and, and maintain that facade for however long. Yeah. So do we think Essentia was always, or, or do we think that there was, there was a real Essentia at some point and that this diviner lady came back and killed her and assumed her identity? I think possibly um, Essentia has always been because the Diviner went back in time 30, well, about 15 years before this episode and, you know, was on Tars Lamor for 15 odd years. So mm. if she came back to the same extent, um, you know, Essentia or whatever her real name is, then... Yeah, she was probably young enough to go through the academy and and stuff like that, and and earn her place properly rather than just killing someone and sneaking in. She's a hell of a spy, though, you know. Yeah, man, real, real the Americans shit. Yeah. Manchurian candidate as fuck. Hmm. That and um, not giving the game away last week. Cause she ran into uh, Gwyn, didn't she? And mm. she's like, "Yo, oh, Gwyn." You mean Gwendolyn? Your... <laughs> I've been talking to your father. 
you know. Yeah. Not yeah. like Gwendolyn. You're I'm your mother's cousin. Yeah. Yeah. But you you know, I was trying to like I watched I watched that clip again to be like, okay, could she have just knocked Gwyn down, changed form and just gone like, where is the ship uh, mm-hmm. at that point? And not really. So it still still makes sense in that sort of bit, you know, mm. that she was still undercover then. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. So I guess everyone has a dreadnought. Is dreadnought like the, the diviner's species version of like Alexa? Then. Well, last season, uh, or last season, last time they decided to put episodes out a year ago, um, Dreadnought got transferred to the Protostar, and he was just built by the Replicator, wasn't he? Uh, if you remember. Uh, so apparently, these are Dreadnoughts, something that you can replicate um, anyway. So there could be infinite Dreadnoughts. Everywhere hmm. was I. I didn't see it coming at all. Though, like dread not coming out of the table and stuff like that. Yeah, Good no, reveal. like the, that. Yeah, that reveal was not telegraphed at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It that that reveal definitely came somewhat out of left field. Mm. And uh, now I'm we sure know some why people she gets new boots that no one else yeah. has. Yeah. She brought them from the future. Yeah, future they, boots. We, <laughs> yeah, no, they, those kinds of red cowboy boots won't be invented until until yeah. twenty five eighty five. We don't have whatever. the technology for cowboy yeah. boots. <laughs> not, red, not red ones. No, that was that was cool. But we got a, the second big reveal, um, which is Dal's origins. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was quite. I thought that was quite mind blowing. He's a he's a genetically he's GMO. Yeah, and he's he's human. He's a, well, he's a human augment. Yeah, with apparently twenty six races shoved into him, um, including Klingon. We see Vulcan. We see Andorian Tellarite. He mentions that he feels like he's growing a third arm, like in mm-hmm. Arix, like the Adosian from. Uh, TAS, yeah, um, yeah, real, real interesting. I, I desperately hope we don't get Arik soon at all. Um, <laughs> we'll know, get I, a soon, probably. There's gonna, there's everyone, every show gets a soon, yeah, at, at least one, at least one nowadays. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I still think it's like. The good bit of it as well, it's not like a full reveal of everything about him. Like, we still don't know who really made him, other than maybe an Eric Soon protege. Still don't know how he got to Tars Lamore or into the Delta Quadrant. You know, all that stuff is up in the air and, you know, still pretty interesting, really. So, yeah. This has changed me from, like, being not that interested in his origin to being fairly interested in in his origin as long as we don't see Sook. Yeah, the the whole, you know, he 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 um he kind of runs away a bit with with the conclusion that he he you know, he he lands on the conclusion that because he's mm. gem- genetically 
modified, genetically augmented, genetically engineered, that yeah. he doesn't have any parents. Mm. Um, I'm not necessarily sure that that's actually the case. Yeah. It's a fair conclusion for him to jump to, um, but, you know, could be setting us up for another plot twist. And he jumps to the, I was a failed, failed experiment as well. And you go like, yeah. not necessarily. I mean, no. the doctor there, the geneticist, whatever her name is, Dr. Jago or whatever, says like, it's a wonder that you're you're able to talk. You know, so... Fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah. Woo! Fucking, you know, way to hit a guy when he's down where it's like... I know. You should be, like, mentally incapable of doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So what do we think about 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 that, uh, the scientist and all the this, like, genetic experimentation going on on this planet? Because, obviously, we're in the neutral zone, yeah. not subject to Federation laws. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I had never considered... The possibility of a society existing in the neutral zone. Yeah, uh, believe like, me, I've got something to say on. I've got something to say on that later. So go for it. I don't think, generally, and this goes back to TNG. The writers get what a neutral zone is. No, I don't think they do. You when when the Dauntless is facing off against the Warbirds. They are like kilometers away from each other. They, you know, you look out of Janeway's window and they're there. So are the Romulans on on our side, the neutral zone, the Federation side? Or are they sitting on their side, just waiting, you know, shaking their fist and saying, you better not come over here. And is that the, that's got to be the real thinnest part of the neutral zone then if planets exist in, in the neutral zone. So what what is happening? What is a neutral zone? And then Janeway, later in the episode, just fires torpedoes into the neutral zone, which seems like the most outrageous thing you can do. Totally. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, oh, it's a neutral zone. I'll tell you what we'll do. Bomb it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, if, if you think about like the closest real world analog that I can think of would be the DMZ between North and South Korea. Yeah. And like, you know, North Korea makes signs of aggression all the time. Yeah. You know, in this instance... They don't tend to launch nut missiles in the... Um, they in do! The they between... do! They do! That's exactly what they do! Yeah, they don't launch them in the neutral zone, though. They launch them towards China or some, you know, over the ocean <laughs> towards China. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the... Um, Absolutely yeah, it's, mental. It is, it, it does, it's... it's it's on the level with like um, the next generation's repeated um, misunderstanding of how evolution works. Yeah, yeah. And, and but about TNG, as I was saying, this isn't new because in TNG you'd see ships facing each other across the neutral zone, and you go like, "Well, how thin is the neutral zone then?" Yeah. Because if you can, if you can with a, like a telescope see into the next ship across then it's probably like too thin a zone. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't want to tell you how to write a treaty, but if you can see the ship, it's probably it's probably too close. Unless um, unless it is literally like as as you said last week, you know, Romulans literally stepping across the street yeah. into into your garden saying, Don't touch my fence. Yeah. Like maybe that is maybe that is actually what's happening. And and yeah. yeah. So crazy. 
It's, and then uh, we, we do see a, a map later on, and it does look like the protostar, or the, it's got two icons in the map, one on the Federation side and one on the Romulan side. And I'm like, is that the Romulan ships or is that the protostar? Who knows? Because if it's the protostar, then it's in Romulan space and it's all good. But that breaks the story in that Janeway is then spying on Romulan space rather than the ships in the neutral zone. And she's just firing into Romulan space. So I I, I don't think they get it, I, what a neutral zone is supposed to be. I mean, yeah, like, I'm trying to reason it out that yeah. like, well, maybe the Fed, maybe the Romulans are allowed into the neutral zone. But then I'm like, no, I'm I'm thinking too. I'm thinking I'm giving it like a, a modicum's extra thought than maybe the writer staff had. And yeah. at that point, you're overthinking it. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. the closest thing I was trying to think of it was like the DS9, like um, the Mackie systems or whatever where that's in like a traded system Hmm. so is the neutral zone that everyone can go into it but then why do the federation say that they can't go into it i don't get it why does jellico really have a hard-on for not going into it Hmm. don't get it Hmm. yeah yeah but uh, where were we moved down before I had uh, a rant on Romulans? Let's talk, about Romulans. The, let's talk about the Romulans. The Romulans yeah. were cool. Yeah. Were badass. Um, we got a cool fight scene between the, the Romulans and, and, and Dal when, mm. when Dal's, you know, Dal opts to, you know, he, he opts to undergo invasive surgery or mm. non invasive surgery. But like, yeah, um, we got a cool fight scene with. With him and the Romulans, um, yeah. Well, we've skipped past like D- Dal's actual choice, actually. Yeah. So he gets presented with a. Um, he starts to think that he's a mistake or you know a failure, a failed experiment sort of thing, and gets presented with, oh, you can release the um, all the dormant genes of yourself and make you better. Mm-hmm. And he behind his friend's back he decides to do that you know obviously the bad choice uh, <laughs> from yeah. some, from sketchy like back alley surgeon sort of thing yeah it kind of reminded me of that um the few episode of future armor where fry gets worms yeah from eating dodgy sushi and and they make him and, and the worms take over his system and, and make him better yeah um but yeah it's um you know the there was a lot of frustration last week because we're watching these kids in this situation mm-hmm. handle a, a very delicate situation in a very ham-fisted way because they're kids. Yeah. Um, but but in this this episode, like I don't feel as though I feel like Dal is misguided, but he's not misguided in a way that a child is misguided. He's misguided in a way that a lot of people yeah uh, can can you know he he falls into a trap that a lot of people do, which is. Which is this idea that they can fix problems that they have, you know, they can they can fix deep inner issues with with mm. superficial situations, yeah, uh, superficial um, uh, solutions. Yeah, even um, the idea that you need fixing as someone, yeah. you know, someone totally. different. You know, he, he's viewing it like people who. Um, 
you know, volunteer or, or put themselves into, you know, because we were talking LGBT uh, stuff before, mm-hmm. into those, they don't call them re-education camps, what do they call them? Um, uh, yeah, like... Pray the gay away well, and shit like pray that. Pray the gay away and yeah. stuff. And like, it's it's on that level, but it's, it's, you know, it's also on the level of, you know, I'm from, I'm from Harrogate. Harrogate's a Harrogate's like a nice town, mm. and um, I tell you what, I've seen so it, it's so full of bars and restaurants and old folks homes and care homes, yeah. like health and beauty shops and plastic surgeons, yeah, and like I've seen and I see it, you know, all the time at work here in Leeds, like I see so many people that like, mm. and like I'm I I have got. I've got no qualms against anyone undergoing any kind of body modification um, because, you know, it's, it's something that they want, you know, you, see, yeah. you know, people that get piercings all over their face. They understand that, that when they make that choice, they are, that they are, that they have, that they've got a lot of adjustments to make in their life. Like they can't sleep face down. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, I, you know, I don't know. That's, where that's where a you see the ones they... where like people get plastic surgery to to look like David Beckham, and they right. have a million plastic surgeries, and they look like they look closer to like a nineteen seventies Ken doll version of yeah. um, David Beckham. I don't well, know. It, I think that like Hippocratic oath should kick in and go th- like that. Yeah, that can be somewhat unsettling. You probably need some like more mental help than uh, plastic surgery help. But but even before you get to that point, you know, especially with, you know, young women um, trying to get to a certain standard mm. that is completely arbitrary that they're, you know, yeah. and it's 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 a standard that I've, you know, that I've never like, you know, I think that people are beautiful um, and I think all different kinds of people can be beautiful. Yeah. But I've never I I don't subscribe to the to the idea of beauty that a lot of young women are trying to attain mm. by undergoing certain procedures. So like I yeah. just I can't on the one hand I'm like it's you know it's your body. You totally do that, but at the same time yeah. you know it it creates a worry on this 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 um this idea of, of beauty and and wanting to attain this idea and wanting to fit into this idea mm. of of what's what's acceptable yeah um no, so yeah it, you know it made me think a lot about that and like you know these are all abstract yeah nonsense ideas that um that that you know that they don't actually help any of the you know internal struggles that you might be going through yeah. you know just because you look a certain way isn't going to change how you feel necessarily mm. um the only thing that that can really affect your happiness um is money <laughs> <laughs> scientifically proven like yeah. that you know you know wealth it, wealth is 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 what makes you happy wealth and and strong community bonds yeah um uh but but yeah um and i I do think the episode could have pushed that a bit more like Mm -hmm. i know i i know it pushed it but i don't think the relation to you know and it's a great message to get out there for for young people who the show is mainly for that you know 
be happy in who you are. Um, you know, and you're saying on the body modification front, you know, you can be you can be happy. You don't have to try and fit in um, to what you imagine a state of whatever is. Um, and I don't know how you do it more, but I mm. I, I don't think I, I globbed onto it um, particularly well. The message, mm. yeah. Yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna fucking, if you wanna fill your face with piercings because you think it's it's cool, mm. if you, yeah, then cool. But if you're doing it because you're you want to, you want people to to think that you're cool, maybe that you want to reevaluate it. Or that you think not as, as well as that. If you think that as you are at the moment, you're hideous or uncool. Just because how you look, right. then you need to, you know, please. We, I'll, I'll, I can put some numbers up here or whatever, but you know, as we said, you know, and uh, who who sang the song? Was it Christina Aguilera or something like that? Beautiful, you know, mm. p- people are like pretty beautiful in themselves. Like you don't need to change everything about you to to fit into a beauty standard that you see elsewhere in the world. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think we're getting dangerously close we to are. the moral of the episode. <laughs> we um, but we've still got some stuff to discuss. Yeah. Um Jellico. Yeah. Jellico. How do you th- how do you think the actor managed to make his how do you think as as an actor, how do you think he managed to like portray his character as being so old? I don't know. I didn't think he was that old. I thought he was. He sounded so old. No, I thought his voice. God damn it, Janeway. He's like 90 now. And his voice is like still pretty young. I know. I mean, but I mean, in Star Trek, 90 can be young. Yeah, I I suppose. I suppose. But yeah, man, he definitely sounds old as fuck. Yeah. I I thought it was a quite good likeness of him. He's got that real thin mouth that, like, opens up like a fish mouth i'm like oh that that's a face that you want to hit that is um ronnie cox's face you know that's terminator's uh not terminator robocop zone ronnie cox you want to just just smack him in the face (laughs) yeah yeah one of those um one of the most punchable faces of the 80s for sure yeah 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 i thought incredible like and i think it's interesting in that um, we haven't necessarily seen Janeway had someone above her to tell her no and yeah. don't break the rules. Because, like, if if this Janeway was... Or if Janeway from Voyager, the, the TV show, was just in the Delta Quadrant and someone took Chakotay and she was searching for him, she would go in... Whatever species 100%, 100%, it was. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Borg space. We're going yeah. in. Like, yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It is It is interesting to see Janeway following orders. Yeah. Oh. And and we hear in the... So there was a companion um, audio log as well where she mentions that she doesn't want to um, disrupt the Romulan piece because Picard wouldn't forgive her as well. Because mm-hmm. Picard at this time is, you know, working out the evacuation of Romulus stuff. Right. 
Yeah. Right. So, so which which does you know in in many ways kind of solidify when where and when we are. So we are about a yeah. year out from. The, I did some I did some digging. Mm. I've been watching the anime series Lupin the Third. Yeah. Well, I've been doing some digging. That's the thing. Um, and uh, so we're about a year. We're about a year out from when from the android uprising on Mars. Yeah, we're we're twenty twenty three eighty three at the moment in Prodigy. The attack 84, on Mars. Eighty four. I read. Eighty four. I read. It, it turned twenty three. Uh, Two episodes ago, I think. All oh, right, okay. Um, it was twenty three twenty uh, twenty three eighty two, like oh, at the start okay. of the season. Okay. Um, and the attack on Mars is twenty three eighty five, mm-hmm. and the destruction of Romulus is twenty three eighty seven. Yes. Just to confuse things as well, um, Lower Decks started twenty three eighty, is now up to twenty three eighty two. So okay. next season of Lower Decks is drawing Prodigy. Okay, cool. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, interesting parallels um, because this kind of really puts into perspective just how long the um, the supernova of the Romulan sun mm. was known about and yeah. and just how long preparations were being made but not fully followed through with. Um, mm. And it really reminds me of something, but I can't... I can't put my finger on it. Oh, climate change! Oh, yeah, of course. Nah, that was it. Oh, yeah, yeah. never mind. No one no one wants to hear about it. I think No it's... one wants to... No, let's not talk about it. No one wants to hear about climate no, change. Not, not on the climate We don't want to think front. about it. Not on the climate change front, but like Picard leaves the Enterprise E in twenty three eighty one to start working on evacuating Romulus and the systems around it. So they they knew for at least six years that Romulus was going to go supernova, and then the Federation pulls out in you know five years into that or twenty three eighty five. There's still a year, two years between the supernova. And the Romulans are still like, you didn't save us. And it's yeah. like, what were the Romulans doing to, you know, move their people out? I You've don't got vic- loads of sh- massive ships. Yeah, I don't want to victim blame, but at the same time, you are a space empire as well. Move your people. Or no, but move those some are military, of your people yourself. Those, those are military ships for combat. Those yeah. are not, those are not um, population transport vessels. No. Those are <laughs> instruments of war. But it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is ridiculous. Just how much money governments around the world spend on military budgets mm. rather than uh, than than sustainable uh, energy and and uh, recycling uh, processes. Yeah. Yeah. Sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. Yeah. yeah. Those those idiots. Um, the yeah. uh, sorry. So so like gets told not to go into the neutral zone, but again, we we see the Romulans into the neutral zone. So did they pass it first? Would that let Janeway go in, and then fires torpedoes into the neutral zone, and you go, 
Okay, cool. It, it's it's a weird thing for Ronnie Cox to say, and the Essentia twist. It's not set up, but Essentia in the episode is like, oh, let me go into the neutral zone as a spy. Let me do that sort of thing, and I'll get the ship. <coughs> yeah, that that felt like um, that felt like that's. I was like, no, that's not a good idea. Yeah, and then and then when we got the twist, I'm like, what was she doing with that? What was she? What was the aim there? I'm thinking just maybe the aim the was like in. just to look eager. Mm. I think she was or just trying to ship. look eager, or she was trying to get the ship, trying yeah. to get hold of the kids, trying to get her hands on on Gwyn, yeah, or something. Mm. Um, I did like how um, the when the the Dauntless fired those torpedoes to to blow up the protostar, but then they realized that that the kids mm. had had defeated the Romulans. Um, it was cool when um, when uh, uh, Blob, what's his name, Glob, Globule, Murph, Murph. Yeah. when Murph went all fucking like just went all fucking mm-hmm. and yeah. flub went all flubber and, and beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm. Um, but yeah, they when when Janeway redirects the the missiles. Yeah, and and when they blow up without hurting anyone. The crew of the Dauntless are like, yes! <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like, okay. They're just like, listen, we're, we're, we've been following these kids and we're kind of invested. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the kids, are, you know, when the torpedoes are coming towards them, they're like, oh, what now? And then they blow up and they're like, okay. <laughs> we yeah. don't know who fired never, them at us. Never mind. Um, yeah. as, I, as I say at work, all the time. I'm just mm. gonna wait for that to become a problem. Yeah. If it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the Murph front, a. Do you think it's weird they call him? They call him him, because like. They started doing it last episode, and I've been calling them them. Yeah. Because it's not clear. To to me least and i don't think to them that murph is a he and they're just like oh this murph dude him 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 he he he. maybe that little sprout on his forehead is (laughs) Is his dick is his dick yeah he's got a little tiny dick on him yeah um well you know like male there's male and female plants he's got a sprig on his head uh yeah uh, they've also made him him weapons officer and it's like immediately Okay, I mean, last week he fired torpedoes when he didn't want him to, um, and he's of all the the crew, he's the most childlike. And you're like, this is the person we want in front of weapons, <laughs> right? At the start of the episode, when it just cuts to Murph, just like, Woo! <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> was that that was like my favorite moment. Yeah, <laughs> like right there, that was so funny. Yeah, just like woo, pew pew. It just looked like I was like in my mind. I'm picturing with like six guns and just been like, "Woohoo!" Yeah, yeah and like, that was fun. And oh, he's security officer. And he's security officer. And he, you know, sometimes he's in a hamster ball <laughs> just just to keep him under control. Oh, so funny! But I, I, I am makes... glad that he did the metamorphosis, as they keep saying yeah. it is. Nice, because like. 
he wasn't a character for me beforehand. They'd just leave him about because he'd be a slug that was like clogging up um, the shot. And you're like, now he can actually do something. He actually has yeah. a personality to him that's not just going... Mm-hmm. So, just like Flubber. Yeah, just like Flubber again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, O'Connor! We haven't talked about O'Connor, the shit. Yeah. So he he references his TNG episode when um, Dal has his mind-reading powers up. Mm. And O'Connor's saying, you know, oh, I did it to get these lovers together. Um, And Dal's rightly going like, oh, but you did. You also used it to, like, fuck around on the (laughs) Enterprise, didn't you? You were doing it for love of yourself, not for love of them, necessarily. You were doing it because it was fun. Yeah. 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 And then just drops these kids and, like, runs off. Yeah, what did you think about that turn? I mean, it... It makes sense for a roguish character. I think it's weird if that's the last thing we see of him. Yeah, I think I think we should expect a um, a Han Solo esque return in the yeah. nick of time. Mm. You know, like like at the end of A New Hope. I think we should I think we should expect um, this guy to to return just just in the nick of time. Yeah, the proto stars going down the trench run of Tars Lamore and um... yeah. He swings in to save them. Yeah. 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 Fine. Good. Um, Barad, otherwise he's a complete bastard. Yeah. He's left these kids to die. He's just like... Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. He's just like, oh, the the Romulans who uh, torture people and disappear them. Okay, great. Bye. Yeah. Ah, well, I found these unsupervised kids. And you know who loves supervising shit? Fascists. Yeah. Yeah. Leave yeah. them with them. Sound. Mm. Um, the Romulans, they did the uh, Clone Wars trick of it's cheaper to make one model or two models for people. Yep. Um, everyone wears helmets except for the commander. Yep. Yeah, that, that seems like a trick very, very heavily borrowed from Clone Wars, really, doesn't it? Yeah, except um, Clone Wars... And rebels would have killed them. Like yeah. <laughs> the fact that when they got kicked off the lifts and they they activated mm. their jets and flew off. Um, yeah, if this was Clone Wars, or like there, there is an episode of Rebels where like even like someone kicks a stormtrooper off and it cuts to a wide shot and we just see the stormtrooper fall <laughs> down a chasm. <laughs> like and it's like a really long shot. Of, like uh... yeah, like yeah. Um, they're fascists. Kill them. You know, it's fine. Yeah, fuck it. Kill yeah. them. They're fascists. Fuck yeah. them. Uh, but it's a kids' show. We can't show them murdering people every episode. Yeah, they did. They did some last week. So yeah, they they, yeah. they took care of a couple of Zindi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of like the jetpack situation, we got another space elevator and another um, skydive past the space elevator. So. Such- such a weird legacy <laughs> yeah. for Star Trek 09 to leave on the franchise. Yeah. It's just like, you know, thank God lens flares isn't in every show now, but it's just like, okay, <laughs> what thing can we pick out of Star Trek 09 to put in Discovery? We can put it in Lower Decks. We can put it in Prodigy. We'll probably make Picard do it next season. 
You know what? Can oh you man, take? I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see one hundred year old Jean Luc Picard's <laughs> fucking base jump off a platform in space. Yeah, just like ah, all the skin com- just. <laughs> <laughs> and be completely fine after. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, we'll, we'll take skydiving. We'll take that one scene where they landed on the um, drilling platform and we'll just use that in every show now. It's fantastic. And if you're, if you're watching this, then uh, or if you watch this maybe a day or two after it comes out, um, I'll put a compilation up of, of all those skydive situations because I do think it's quite funny that we're just... We're we're a base jumping franchise now. Um, yeah. Star Trek base jumps were cool, damn it. What was it? Star Trek? There was Into Darkness. There was one in in, in the pilot for uh, Discovery. Yeah. Lower decks. This one. God. See, I didn't know whether to count the pilot for Discovery because I was like, is that more um, Spock going well, into Vija? Because it's, it's that. Because it's that. Because it's that. No, because it, it's <laughs> like it's like with the jetpack on. It's like Spock going into Vija. Yeah, but she gives it. Jumping. She gives it a woohoo. How does she? Okay. She gives if it she a woohoo. Yeah. She woohoo's. It's it's she's skydiving. Okay. <laughs> like if yeah. yeah. I'll add it in then. I'll add her and Spock in. Why not? Hey. Yeah. 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 So weird. Um, the edutainment. Rock seeing lightning and be like, put away your metal. That oh, was that was heavy edutainment to me. I was just like, okay, you know. Because yep. I don't know it's... where they pitch it. They're like pitching it where Dal is saying like crazy long words. And then Rock is going like, no, there is lightning. Put your metal down. So it's, it's yeah, but like the, the big long words, like, you know, they weren't. They weren't like. They weren't explaining what the words understood. mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like O'Connor is your view into that if you're a kid, where he just yeah. goes like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Yeah. Yeah, you mm. got to get the edutainment in there somewhere, you know. Mm. Like Doctor Who. Doctor yeah. Who always loves to edutain the kids. Yes, it does. It does. Um, and then my last note is Janeway's quarters has a model of um, Voyager in it. So, you know, classic um, Cisco had his uh, whatever model. Um, Picard had the Saratoga, not the Saratoga. The... He had all of them gold ones that he smashed up in. No, no! That, that's in the meeting room. In his quarters, yeah. he's got his um, Stargazer. Um, um, model. So, like, captains having their old ship is like, I don't know, pretty, pretty standard now. And Janeway keeps that go by having the Voyager, yeah. a big ass one as well. Mm. I still um, can't believe they're not. They don't sell those. Well, now Eagle Moss is down. They don't sell anything ship wise. <laughs> don't sell shit. Yeah, they don't sell ship. <laughs> yeah, that that's my uh, notes for the episode done. Other than the uh, messages, any any other notes from yourself? Nope. Uh, in general, like I guess the um, you know the biggest moment for this episode for me was you know it was all you know I'm 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 very intrigued to see where where 
everything with Dahl and Dahl's lineage yeah. um, takes us. Like, that's 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 going to be an interesting journey. And the and the Essentia stuff as well. This like, mm. I think this is the the most interesting episode there's been of Prodigy so far. Mm. Yes. Or the the one where I go, I want to know more. Like the other ones, I was like, mm, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, but now I actually want to know more, which is you know good setup. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the message of the of the episode. So, what did you have for for messages? They were they were so, fairly underlined by Rock at the end, weren't they? Yeah. So you know, in terms of like. I guess light on on messaging this week. Often, often me and you both come up with a with an individual yeah like message. But I guess the message for this episode, which I think is is quite a timely message, um, you know, again, you know, talking about everything that happened in Colorado last yeah. week, um, you know, that that idea that you know Dahl is who he is. Mm. And that he doesn't need to change who he is because he's he's great just the way he is, just mm. who he is. Um, I and wanted your friends to... love you for for who you are. They don't. Yeah, you know. And yeah, that's that's the thing. You know, uh, talking again about you know what we were talking about before about trying to attain a a an ideal that you know that you think will improve your life. Like, you know, the the people that care about you in your life, they're going to care about you no matter what. People aren't going to start thinking that you're more important just because you fit a certain ideal. No. Um, no. No one who, no one who's worth your time anyway. Mm. Um, but I did, you know, watching this episode, that, you know, that being the lesson of, you know, people, you know, you, Dahl is 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 good enough. Mm. Just being who he is, he doesn't. Need wait, to are, are you are you leading into a, a final end? Because do you want to? Do you want to? Wait, the, wanna... the, there's one other like thing that's pitched as a message of the episode, which okay. I think is like weird. Which Rock says, "Science rules," as in science rules, and science has rules. That's a bit yes. weird for a kids' show, don't you think? I well, I think I do. You know what? I actually, to be honest, that is fair enough. Honestly, the thing is, um, you know, not to not to be a big stinky atheist about everything, mm. um, but science does have rules. the The laws, the laws of physics, but they are not things that are set in stone. They yeah, are, but in they the episode, are... it's pitched as moral rules. Which well, I, think I think is that... weird in a, in a in a kids show where you're taught, you know, the where she's saying it has rules. It's like, oh, don't genetically experiment on on yourself, which I understand in the context of that's a good science rule, but it's weird to pitch it as you know for young inquisitive minds that science has rules and don't go outside those rules. In my opinion, at least. Um, I I see I see where you I see what you're saying with yeah. that. But I think I think maybe what they were trying to say was like, um, and you know, in the broad spectrum, like you know, science as a field does have an obligation. It has an obligation mm. to yeah. the truth. 
and the way that you obtain the truth mm-hmm. is is through is through the scientific method and like the scientific method isn't necessarily something that is set in stone but it is a thing that that garners consistent results yeah and and so by that like you know it it is wise to to there are, rules, there are rules in how you conduct science. Yeah, I understand right. that. Yeah, but um, that, maybe that's why the message wasn't wasn't hitting me incredibly well. That that side of it, in that it's not presented as there are rules in how you do science. It's yeah. just you know there are so, certain sciences that you don't touch, or that this science we have off limits. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, it's, you know, we are, you know, it is the, we are talking about Star Trek and Star Trek, you know, the Federation does have a fucking weird bug up its butt about augmentation. Yeah. So. Which, which makes sense when um, Dow went through the scanner and it was like, alert Starfleet about this person who's gone through your scanner. Oh my God, he might be a fucking, he might be a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That yeah, that did make sense. Like when when you know when we got that revelation, like yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, sorry for interrupting. Uh, back to, back to what you were saying on the message. No, no, thing. no. That's fine. Yeah. So you know, Dahl in this episode, Dahl learns that you you know he doesn't need to change who he is to attain an arbitrary idea that he's he's decided on. Mm. He's 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 perfect just the way he is. Mm. Um. And that's a, an important sentiment in in the wake of of what's happened um, in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Club Q, from 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 all reports on the situation, it, it, you know, Club Q wasn't just it wasn't just a gay bar. It was you know, by the sounds of it, it was it was a it was a real safe haven mm. for for the commun- for the queer community. Um, for a lot of the young people in the queer community mm-hmm. and you know like we were talking before that, that there is a loud portion of the population who thinks that there is something wrong with that community mm-hmm. um, but but there's, there's there's nothing wrong with that community mm-hmm. Wilson Cruz um, put out on Instagram he put out a poem uh, a poem by someone called Jay Hume mm-hmm. and it's called Jesus at the gay bar. And I just wanted to read, read it to you because it echoes the sentiment of the episode. Yeah. Jesus at the gay bar. He's here in the midst of it, right at the center of the dance floor, robes hitched up to his knees to make it easy to spin. At some point in the evening, a boy will touch the hem of his robes and beg to be healed, beg to be anything other than this. And he will reach his arms out, sweat-damped and weary from dance. He'll cup this boy's face in his hands and say, My beautiful child, there is nothing in this heart of yours that ever needs to be healed. And I think that that is an incredibly incredibly important message um very timely mm. yeah. um you know if if there are 
you know, young people out there who are scared of of how the world will receive them, mm. they need to they need to know that that there's nothing wrong with them. Especially, um, you know, the the younger you are, the the more important that message is. You know, yeah. when you're young, you're locked into a school or a high school or a college or whatever, and you're you're forced to be around the same sort of people, and you don't have the chance to, or you don't have as much chance to go out and be in a place that you want to be. But when you get the chance to go out and be where you want and get out from terrible home environments that a lot of people, um, unfortunately, do have to go through, things do get better. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Important message and, you know, thanks for bringing your, uh, well, uh, the... The poem of the day. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a great poem. Jay Hume uh, mm. is the is the man who wrote that. Um, yeah. Great. Great. Um, shall we leave it on that very important message then? Yeah. Um, okay. I, th- I think that, yeah, I think we should. Then... Um, very somberly, because I, I don't want to change gears too much. The, um, you know, like, subscribe, do all that on the YouTube. If you're listening to us, we also have the YouTube, which I put up some pictures into it as well, if we're referring to stuff. Um, yeah, do, do all that and uh, tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and be and nice yeah. to each other. Jesus. Be, ni- be nice to each other. Be kind to one another. Yeah. Um, one thing I forgot, if, if, if you can spare any money, um, uh, if you go to coloradogives.org forward slash story forward slash club Q, um, you can donate some money uh, to the community over in Colorado to help with repairs and with medical expenses of mm. some of the victims of the shooting mm. um, is all there. Yeah. As always, congratulations to the U- U.S. in, as well as being, or some people being backwards in their ideology, being backwards when it comes to healthcare as well, where someone can shoot you and you have to pay for um, fixing yourself up. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. all the best and worst things in the world happen in America. Yep, yeah. But on that... Yep. Uh, oh, Anson Mount tweeted out a picture of a turkey doing the Vulcan salute. So, <laughs> uh, for thanks, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so for Thanksgiving, I will echo Anson Mount's tweet and say, li- gobble, "Live gobble. long and live long and gobble, motherfuckers." Oh, and uh, you know, peace and long life, double dumbasses. <laughs> 